With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon is not with me tonight, but we are going to keep on plugging around through, plugging around the league. And I'm just going to go ahead and cover a couple of news stories tonight. Depending on time, we might look at some leaderboards updates, but if not, we'll take it by ear try to get in and out of here in around 20, 25 minutes. But of course, the first thing we have to talk about here is the big news of the night. Mike Harris, Money Mike Harris is now officially Money Mike. We have True Blue Braves Money Mike coming in here who just agreed to a massive eight-year extension with those Atlanta Braves. Eight years, $72 million. That'll span all f- five of his six years of eligibility and get him through the 2030 season. There will also be club options through for 2031 and 2032. The exact payout will be as such. He's going to get $5 million for the next five million per season for the next two seasons. 8 million for 25 and 26, 9 million in 27, and 10 million from 28 to 29, and then 12 million in 2030. Then, of course, you get into the option years. 
which will be 15 and 20 million, $5 buyout, $5 buyout, $5 million buyout for both of those. If he cannot get the job, they can't get the job done. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this is, this should have been something we all expected sooner rather than later with this team. This is Atlanta's style. They're going to go out, they're going to be aggressive, and they're going to bank on the fact that these top dogs, these top prospects are going to be able to pan out long-term. They're going to be able to stay consistent with their performance. And at the end of the day, Atlanta, they're going to get the security that they want and they need these players. And Atlanta is going to get the team-friendly, incredibly team-friendly deals that they're hoping for out of these guys. But going through what Money Mike has done so far this year, this is a guy in his rookie year. He's got 2.9 war through 70 games over a 162-game stretch. That's 6.7 war and a 127 OPS plus with 12 home runs and 13 stolen bases. I can't say enough good things about the way this guy's played so far. You know, I still think he is my rookie of the year so far for the NL, which again, just keeps adding to his value. And I can see so many parts of the game where he's just, he's firing on all cylinders. This isn't, doesn't look like something where, you know, he's playing the game just differently enough than the average major leaguer where guys are having a little bit of trouble figuring him out. No, this is a guy who is just playing his game. He feels very adjusted, very comfortable out there. So I don't see a huge change. I don't see something where we're going to get sophomore slumps or he's going to struggle to adjust to parts of this once teams figure out a pitch to him. At this point, you know, you're talking 250 at bats. It's probably happening already. So this is the guy you're going to get I feel pretty confident at, and at 21, even if this isn't the guy you're going to get by the time he's getting into his actual prime, he'll have figured it out. You know, you're giving him five year, five, six years to get into that, that point. And then of course, the other big talking point of that whole conversation is where will this con- contract leave him at the end? The answer to that with the options, which keep in mind at that point, he'll be making 20 million 20 million 10 years from now is not going to carry nearly the same weight that 20 million does now, but it's still decent cash in your pocket. He will leave this contract at age 31 to go sign a deal either with the Braves, with somebody else. Doesn't matter. No one really cares at this point what he's getting. He's not going to be getting another 10 year deal anywhere. I mean, at 31, it's just not going to happen, but he's going to be able to probably still get good money at four or five years for a team as long as he continues to pan out this way. And if he doesn't pan out, then he'll be out even younger too, which gives him a little more flexibility on that end. Now back, of course, to the Braves, because there are two more questions with this, or three more questions with this talking points. First off, Spencer Strider. Is this going to be a situation where they're going to want to try to do this too? This is a young man, 304 ERA in his first semi-full season in the league. He's got 14 starts this year, 13.5 strikeouts per nine. This guy's legit, especially when you look at that 1.97 fielding independent pitching. For those of you who don't know, don't remember, 
fielding independent pitching is an ERA that takes into account only your home runs, walks, and strikeouts. So only the three things that the pitcher can control. Anything that has to do with fielders, fielder positioning, fielder athleticism and ability, all of that gets tossed out the window. All that matters is the fact that this player's, you know, what this player is doing out on the mound and what this player is doing out on the mound is excellent stuff. You know, you're striking out 13 guys over nine inning stretch. You're only going to walk three. You got a 50-50 shot of giving up a home run in that stretch. That's tremendous. So what this is also telling us here is that three, a three ERA, he's kind of getting unlucky to get to that point as well. So is there a scenario? Is there a world where we see Spencer Strider get a similar deal? I'm going to have to side with no. Atlanta, first off, hasn't had the precedent there. This is a team that has signed not one, not two, but four of these buyout arbitration years, team-friendly contracts with their young core. Do I see them changing the fact that there's only the, the four have all been position players now for Spencer Strider? I don't think so. And the reason for that is going to be the exact guys that they haven't given these deals to. You know, when you think about this team, you think of a lot of really good young pitchers that they've had come through. I mean, Mike Soroka comes up at age 22. Max Fried comes up at age 25. Those are still young, young men, both of which have either been up and down or hurt at times, and neither of them got that big deal, that big team-friendly deal from the Braves. So if they weren't to do it for them then, they're certainly not going to do it for them now after they have had such terrible injury trouble in a position that is much more, much more likely to have those risks and have those injuries than say position players. And then there's also the inconsistency. I mean, there's plenty of these guys just to throw around a couple names that have been very, very productive for this team. Huascar Yanoa and Ian Anderson are both down in Gwinnett for the Braves right now. You know, these are two triple guys in triple a two guys that have been middle of the rotation staples in the last couple of years for the Braves aren't performing up to their expectations. So the inconsistency of the position, especially at a young age, the injury risk, there's just too many question marks with the pitchers for any, I think any team to be able to justify going out there and, you know, throwing 10 years at a pitcher is just way too much. That's that ends up getting into losing money territory, even if it is the team-friendly deal. But the second thing that I have to bring up here is Austin Riley. What exactly went on here with his decision-making process and who really was at the forefront of this deal? Because this is a extension that's going to see Austin Riley be making, you know, 20 million a year I believe it was I don't have those numbers in front of me but we were talking about Mike money Mike Harris 
coming in here and getting, you know, $9 million a year for like 6.7 war over 162 game stretch. Here we've got Austin Riley, who's doing maybe 4.1 for his career over a 60 game stretch and has 4.7 this year, granted. But, you know, he certainly is roughly on the same level, maybe, of production, and yet took two years, two full years of service time, four total seasons up in the bigs for him to stick and him to get this team friendly deal. Who was dragging their feet? Was it Atlanta? Because that just doesn't seem to be their MO. If they think they have their guy, if this is a guy who they're going to start for now three seasons, if this is a guy who they're going to give 160 games starting last year, if this is a guy who's getting MVP votes last year, why are they holding up? And if it's an Austin Riley thing, why on earth would he wait so long to do this team-friendly deal? Because he's probably lost himself money in terms of the amount of years that he's signing on with Atlanta, you know, he probably could have gotten the same amount of years two years earlier and ended up walking out into free agency a handful sooner. So the more you look at this deal, you know, I'm glad for both sides that they made it. It's still hundred percent, the right deal. It's the deal I would have made, but if I were either side, this would have been a deal I would have signed on in maybe 2020 instead of, 2022 but the last talking point of this money mike harris extension is going to be really what's next for the braves because there's really one last um domino that i think has to fall and that's dansby swanson dansby swanson is now the only member of that infield that is not locked up long term they have four of these guys these young guys that they've put on to major extensions and I would have to assume that they would have done it for Dansby if Dansby wanted such but are we really going to blame him for wanting to go for the bag no we're absolutely not going to but the more important thing is the fact that this gives them the freedom and the comfort knowing that you have all four of your other young prospects locked up I mean unless they want to go out if they really don't feel comfortable having just the four and need to go get William Contreras before they can lock up Danzy Swanson, then that's something they have to do on their own time. But I think if you were to look at this team, you're relatively fine with having those four at the very least locked up long-term. But those guys are also on such team-friendly deals that you do have the money to play with. You shouldn't go messing around and screwing around with bringing back a defensive juggernaut like Danzy Swanson, whose bats finally coming around. And I shouldn't be saying finally, because, you know, 28 still has a lot of career left in him, plays every day. Now 160, 160 games last year, 117 games this year. So far he's been in 60 games in 2020 of course, he would ha- so that makes it if it weren't for that one weird situation where I can't remember off the top of my head who on earth it was that played a hundred or played 61 games in 2020 because they got traded before the 60th game, the extra game for their new team and ended up with 61 games. But 
if that weird circumstance hadn't happened, we're talking about a guy who is going to have in the last three seasons, he will have received MVP votes twice and he will have played. He would, he would have theoretically led the national league in total games for the last three seasons in a row. There are no red flags here. As far as I'm concerned with Dansby Swanson, you give him the bag that you need to keep him here because it just makes sense. This is a world series winning roster. This is a world series caliber roster, probably even better than the one you had last year because it's younger and it's got more established guys, established roles here for you to just, you know, continue on with and to build the chemistry, to build the consistency around. I don't see how a world series team contending team as good as the Braves are can last when they let two MVP caliber guys walk out the door in back-to-back seasons. It doesn't matter who you replace those guys with. You can't just keep doing that. You can't keep churning it out, especially when you're going to have to replace them with somebody rather expensive. Anyways, you should probably be this guy who you know is a guaranteed thing, you know is an absolute stud. Yes, he may want to go out and test his luck on the market, but you need to make sure you're that top price. You need to make sure that you are that top figure. It's as simple as that in my mind. In other news, the Mets are calling up their number two prospect, Brett Beatty. He's a third baseman slashing 315, 410, and 533 with 19 homers over 95 games this season in Syracuse. Look, this is always exciting when you bring up another one of these guys. Who knows, maybe he could be a hit like Money Mike Harris. Maybe he we could be talking about a Money Mike Harris type of deal in the next you know six months for this guy if he comes out like gangbusters. But more so, this is just a response to the crazy amount of injury that they've had lately. You know, you've got um, Eduardo Escobar banged up now. Luis Guillerme is going to miss a couple weeks. Probably the most underrated infielder in the league, Luis Guillerme, with that athleticism, is sorely going to be missed. So what you get here with Beatty, you get a highly regarded prospect who could come up and have major league impact right now in this in, in this interim, but you also get a shot of adrenaline that goes in your veins every single time you have a top prospect come up. We see it time and time again. Every single time these guys come up, it gives a little extra life to that clubhouse, having that new guy there, having that guy that the organization's excited about, the team's excited about, because, you know, this guy is supposed to be really good. This is a guy who can help me us win games for not just this year, but the next several years. And if this doesn't work out, you're talking about a couple weeks where you're probably not going to get that much better contributions from your other infield options, your other third base options. Is Devin Marrero going to be able to put up the same numbers as Beatty is going to be able to? You know, I'd like to think there's a decent shot that, you know, or there's there's a very high chance that you're not going to be getting anything more out of Devin Marrero than you're going to be getting out of Brett Beatty. So this is a no-brainer in my book to be able to go and give this extension out and get this whole thing done. 
one last thing we're going to talk about as it is moving a little quicker than I thought we would be doing to say goodbye. Just got to talk about a couple more shutdowns. I know we don't like to hear that word anymore after 2020, 2021, all of that BS, but Two guys have been pretty much either shut down or practically shut down out in California, starting with Paul Blackburn, who will be down for the rest of the season. He's had some issues with his pitching hand over the past several weeks regarding inflammation in his right middle finger. Um, If Brandon was here, I would show him exactly where the problem is, but he is not. I will have to do that at another time here. Maybe I will send him a text after this is all done. But with that being said, this ends a solid, solid year out of Paul Blackburn, 111 innings, 4-2-8 ERA at age 28 with 7.2 strikeouts per nine isn't great. But this is a guy who is pretty consistent across the board, ends up, you know, a down a down end to the year for him but started out in a situation where you kind of had to put him in as a Cy Young contender that's how good he was that's how much value he was he was bringing in because of how deep he was going into all of these games so you know this is definitely going to be a season that he looks back on and f- with fond memories even if he is frustrated with how he pitched towards the end of that whether it's because of injury or otherwise, and this injury ending his season early. The much more concerning one here is the fact that Danny Duffy has suffered a setback, and it looks unlikely that he will be pitching for the Dodgers here in 2022. Danny Duffy, of course, was the former Kansas City Royals pitcher that the Dodgers got at the deadline last year. Kind of a surprise move, as everyone always thinks, you know, oh, this team's fine on pitching. They don't need more. And then they'll go out and grab two more arms that pitch absolutely fantastic. This happened shortly after the Max Scherzer trade, I believe, as well. So, you know, he, it certainly was excess. But at that point, he was already struggling with some injury issues. He only gets into 61 games last year, or 61 innings last year, 13 games but ends up with a 251 ERA. That's the lowest of his career, a career in which he has had a 395 ERA over that entire span of about 1,100, 1,200 innings. So this is a guy, been around a long time, has always been at least solid. He's at least going to give you that 3-4, but has shown you time and time again, particularly last year, age 32, that he has a lot more to give and a lot more once he gets comfortable and figures some things out. Obviously, there was a big change for him last year. In a year where a lot of pitchers struggled because, you know, you have the sticky stuff issues and all sorts of changes. A lot of guys struggled and were made, kind of made to struggle. And yet he found a way around that, which just shows, you know, the purity to his game. If anyone's going to make this guy better, it's going to be the Dodgers because, We've seen the flashes and they're going to be able to find a way to put it all together. It's just a matter of how soon will they be putting it all together? Do they take the team option this year? I would imagine that they do seeing it is rather cheap. I mean, you're talking 3 million for this guy. If he comes back all of a sudden, he could be absolutely lights out for you. 
And that's, that's so exciting to have just another great starting caliber arm for this team. You know, maybe you can, can move this, move another guy out of there and get even more quality to this team just adds such another dimension. But of course the downside to this is the fact that, you know, this is now basically a year and a half that we haven't seen him. If he does eventually come back, what is Danny Duffy going to look like? I certainly hope it is the 2021 Danny Duffy that we see again, but at this point, it's hard to tell. But that will wrap things up for this evening's show. Please make sure you follow us on all our social media at MLB Daily Pod, and we will see you manana. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 